about three things, we were absolutely positive. First, this was a podcast about young adult fiction. Second, a part of us, and we didn't know how dominant that part was, loved these books. And third, we unconditionally and irrevocably hated them. Hello everyone, I'm Chloe. And I'm Fran, and this is Breaking Down the YA Saga, a podcast where two grown-ups women revisit their favourite young adult books with some new opinions and added sarcasm. In this episode, we'll be revisiting Twilight Chapter 12. Obvious spoiler warning, if you haven't read the series, then why are you here? We'd like to say a huge thank you to Pop Doodles for our amazing artwork. Hello, Fran. Hello, Chloe. I've been listening to Midnight Sun for like the past few hours. Oh, and I've been I... having the best time. Oh, I am just, I love that for you. I'm so yeah. happy for you. I'm, I'm, st- I'm just not touching it. Yeah. So I'm going to continue with all of the knowledge that I have of Twilight being all the knowledge that I'm reading right now. And then I'm excited to then move on after finishing this and remembering everything from this book to see how they match up. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but I just want to give like a tiny opinion on some stuff. Um, I've been loving listening to it because it it explains a few things that we were wondering about. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes Edward less toxic um which you know from Bella's point of view you don't get that but yeah a lot of his choices and his behavior make a lot more sense and you have a lot more understanding for his position now with Midnight Sun and the thing I just want to say what my favorite part of it is is you do get a lot more of a glimpse into his family and I just love their relationship dynamics like I just love it like I love all of them so it's been really great uh, and I can't wait to like read it properly for the podcast. Um, I've also been really enjoying it because um, I adore Jake Abel <laughs> and he's writing the audiobook and it's just been very nice to fall asleep to that. <laughs> can't, can't complain. <laughs> so that's the thing, if Tom Hiddleston had read it, mm. because I, any um, audiobook, audio audio, oh, oh my God. <laughs> You'll get that. Any audiobook that Tom Hiddleston reads, I have to listen to it. I yeah. Just, I just have to. And it's so soothing and calming. And oh my God, could he just sit in my bed, please? <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about the Midnight Sun audiobook. It's been yeah. it's been great. I got so excited when I when I read that he um he's gonna narrate it. I was like, yes. Everything <laughs> I want, everything I need. <laughs> Also, I do have to admit, because I know we've rant, I, I have ranted on this podcast before that I was so upset that the old Midnight Sun chapters didn't include the kiss. I might have heard a sneak peek into that chapter. Well, it has to be there, because otherwise it doesn't make sense. You can't write it from Edward's perspective and then not. Yeah, no, but like, I had to, I had to have a look and read it. And I did. <laughs> And I was, it's, I don't know, it's been so much fun because it kind of, I have like these moments where I just catch myself feeling like a giddy teenager again. You're like, ah, I don't know. It's been really nice. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to cover it in this setting eventually. Which won't be too long as we are now halfway through our first Twilight book. (laughs) Crazy. How did we get here? don't know <laughs> like, I opened it up and I, I had to double check through my notes to see what our last chapter was that we read because I was like surely it's not chapter 12 yeah ready and it is also do you have to say just this book in comparison to some other YA books or books in general I feel like it's really fast paced like as annoying as it is that stuff is left out that we are you know wondering about when we're like it would be nice to have that bit clarified yeah. But I do have to say, it's like, because obviously you kind of know, like, the the big points in Edward and Bella's relationship um, that are going to happen. And I just feel like we're just flying through it. Like, yeah. every chapter has something, almost every chapter has something new where you're like, it just, it goes really quickly. I think it helps with, um, I don't know what the other book's going to be like for that. Because obviously this is, 
like a couple of chapters ago was the reveal that he was a vampire. There's been a few, I think there's a couple of chapters we could have done without that were a bit of a filler chapter. Yeah. Um, but I wonder how if this, the, the other books are going to continue with the same thing and if the rest of this book is going to as well because obviously the first build-up is to hit the reveal of the vampire. Like, so that's come around really quickly, but will the rest of the book continue at such a pace or was it like a big... It's gonna be a big like anti-climax and we're just gonna go like oh god can we get to the end bit where more stuff happens yeah well, and you have to say warning for that edward is a lot more ranty in his book like it the chapters like it, it's it drags on a bit longer it's not in a boring way but like that book is 756 pages isn't it <laughs> yeah it has quite a lot of pages <laughs> I mean, if you've got to try and fix the toxic masculinity that you put into the book and all the gaslighting, I guess you'd need to make the book longer. <laughs> I know, my God, Chloe. I'm not, not going to elaborate anything, but they have an intervention in it. Like, they don't call we it said. intervention. We but said they have it in it. I was like, they have to, and they did, and it's great. <laughs> it's literally what we were joking about. Um, I used to have my light on, so I can't read my notes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so chapter 12. Did you want to give us a little rundown, friends? Yes, I actually quite enjoyed that chapter for some reason. It wasn't, I feel like it wasn't too eventful. Um, but I still, I, I don't know, I thought it was a very quick read. Um, so we're starting with Billy and Jacob being over to watch a football game, I think it was. Something yeah. like that. Um, and then it goes through the school on Friday where... I don't know, I feel like Bella and Ed would prepare for their for their Saturday together and Edward tells yeah. he's off to go hunting with Alice. Um and then he picks her up in the morning and they um go on a drive and then on a little hike to the meadow and then it ends at the um the at the moment before Edward's gonna step into the light and sparkle. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the breakdown of things. I mostly have character development and relationships. So this week, I only have one plot point because everything else I felt fell more into felt more into uh, fell more into character development or relationships. Um, I don't have a lot on relationships, but I have a lot on um, no, I don't have a lot on character development. I have a lot on relationships, and I do have a lot on plot. Though I think it's kind of like a plot relationship thing I feel like it's kind of I don't know I feel like a lot of my plot points might be in your relationship points okay. and a lot of my a lot of your character development stuff might also be in my relationship stuff so yeah we'll see what happens we'll, um, just, we'll just roll with it I'll kick off with my plot points I've only got one and yes. then I will just see if any of yours come up in any of my spaces yeah um so my first plot point uh is from the quote <laughs> Uh, how was your night? Pleasant. His father. Yes. I felt like I was missing an inside joke. I was like, "You are missing an inside joke." <laughs> we watched you sleeping. <laughs> I feel like that might be where it starts. Like, I think that might be where it starts with the <laughs> watching. No, I feel like he's been there for a while. <laughs> but it's the first time they've actually talked about what he does in the night yeah because he said he didn't sleep before and they didn't really like talk about anything so the first time she's like oh how was your night and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't want to talk about it um because why would you it'd be so crazy <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't understand how that's ever gonna be a thing that they have a conversation about and she's like oh, okay cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't wait for that i feel like what's gonna happen my prediction is he's gonna say like oh I was watching you sleep and she's going to be more concerned about how she looked while she was sleeping than the fact that he was watching her sleeping mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah I bet she's gonna be like did I snore oh my god did I fart <laughs> <laughs> did um, I talk did I talk about you <laughs> yeah um that's it so yeah if you go with yours and I'll let you know if I've okay. um, got anything um one of the plot I mean I've put it under plot might go under something else too it's just how casually they're talking about hunting mm -hmm. it's just because it's again it's not hunting with like a gun or bow and arrow i don't know which i also wouldn't love <laughs> but it's like it's like them you know running and then like jumping onto an animal and just like 
gashing the like slashing the throat and like i imagine it just like really gruesome like way more gruesome than they portrayed it in the film i think it's probably like when you watch like a lion hunt or something it yeah just grab onto the jugular like take it down yeah and they're just so casual about it. i don't know it just i just say i think it's it's weird i don't know they're just like yeah i'm gonna go with my sister i'm gonna go for a hunt and she's like yeah cool fun <laughs> i don't know to me it's still the hunting uh, i don't know yeah so they're just so casual about it um then i know that might go a bit more into no i'll, I'll leave that i'll put that in relationships um oh then i only have one more other plot thing it's just that bella meets alice properly for the first time in this book yeah like in this chapter not in this book um and it seemed to go over quite well. Good. I, oh, I'm so glad that Alice is there now. I know it was only five love seconds, that. but I love Alice. I love Alice. She's the best. Yeah, that's then it. Yeah. I... Sorry, I was just looking through my notes. Yeah. I was double-checking. I hadn't missed anything. Okay. Right, well, I'll crack on with my character development. Yeah, uh, a, lot, a lot of my points are based on quotes, I think, yeah. this week and stuff. So um, I really liked when he said, uh, don't fall in, he mocked. It's just nice to see that Edward still like got that humorous side. Yeah. Because he's, you know, we saw that in the last few chapters. He's been a bit more like, jokey and more relaxed around her it's just nice to see that coming through like i still really dislike the way this whole relationship started mm -hmm. um but it's nice to see Ed edward getting a bit more character than just just being really moody yeah it's nice um and uh that uh bella actually worried about jessica's feelings for a second she did yeah which was which was actually quite nice showed that she was being like a friend for once um although my i don't know why she felt that kind of ice um try that again <laughs> so when bella says something or has a certain way towards jessica i do question like the why like why she feels that way because like with this did she care about jessica's feelings because she was worried about her friend being hurt or did she just not want drama or is it just like oh god here we go again kind of thing she just was she even concerned <laughs> i hope it was genuine um and, and bella made a joke with charlie like there so again again you don't get a lot from bella usually it's just like her thinking about edward and when she's not with Edward or thinking about Edward, she's dreaming about Edward or just falling over. And she just, <laughs> it was just, she was having a conversation with my child. like, yeah, I want to go fishing with everyone. She's like, oh yeah, no, you should definitely go. We've only got about two year, two or three years worth of fish left in the freezer. And I was like, look at you go. Okay. <laughs> um, which is, it was, it was nice to see her also mm. relaxing a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I, I put it into character development. But I'm not really sure. But when she was just being like a little bit like rebellious, yeah. and I wanted to sleep, and she had some cough medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, the way it's written, like Stephanie, it was obviously a little bit like, oh, this is a bit daring. You can't do this. Yeah. Oh, wow, bad. Oh, she's got a bad side. She's having some cough medicine. And I was just like, imagine if Stephanie found out that people sometimes smoke weed to sleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. I was just like, I was just, I don't know what what I should make, make of this because like, I'm like, oh, I wish cough medicine would do that for me. <laughs> My body's just so used to prescriptive drugs now that that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> I'm like, ah, <"Aw>, cute. <laughs> me checking all my anxiety medications. I can sleep at night. <laughs> Honestly, it was just, it just amused me. Like it's seeing a little bit more into Bella as like personality and things. Yeah. But it just, 
the Bella's got a rebellious side. Takes Six. cough medicine <laughs> when she doesn't have a cough. <laughs> so yeah, so that's all the notes I have on character development. Okay, I have two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. Um, first of all, because we've mentioned that in character development before, even though it's not really character development. It's another chapter where she trips a lot. Oh, honestly. When they're in the meadow and she just can't walk like two meters straight without almost falling over and Edward has to help her over like the tiniest tree branch. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and the whole, the whole time during that scene, I thought, I mean, obviously he didn't want to reveal that quick running thing mm -hmm. because he probably thought he's, he's, he would freak her out, but... If I was Bella, and like after he revealed that, which I think he does in the later chap, like in the in chapter thirteen, I would just be like, "Dude, we hacked for like three hours. <laughs> I kept tripping. Could you not just like chuck me on your back and just ran for it? Like that's <laughs> that's the, yeah. the thing that I had to had to think of during that whole during that whole um, scene. It's that to think of. Could have just put her on his back and just ran. They would have been there like five minutes." And she wouldn't have to trip all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Stop tripping! So annoying. Um, and then my other character development thing that really bugged me, which even though I do get it, um, Ella values herself so little. Oh, she really And does. it's really frustrating to read. Um, though I think it's a very relatable trait, especially mm -hmm. as a teenager in those years. But I feel like it really came across this chapter because, and like, I'm gonna get to that in a second, but like, Edward keeps mentioning about, you know, this potentially ending bad, um, which means that he, he potentially kills her. Yeah. And she just thinks about the repercussions that Edward and his family would have about this. Yeah. And how, yeah, she's, she's only worried for other people and she, she, she doesn't even value her life. And I think that was, I actually thought it was quite sad to read, even though, like I said, like, it's, it's, it's definitely like a relatable trait, especially in teenagers. Um, but I, I did find it a bit like upsetting to read. Yeah. And those are my character ones. Um, you know, they're more like when you see Bella behaving like that, because a lot of the time it's projection from the author. And I wonder if that's just how she felt about herself. And that's why Bella feels so down on herself. Maybe. Unless she projects herself onto another character. Maybe Stephanie projected onto Alice or Jessica. But it'd be sad. It's sad. It's sad if she projected all her things onto Bella. But then again, this is, this is something that originates from something like you just don't wake up one day and just don't value yourself mm -hmm. it's something that has been built through experience through through relationships like it's, it's something that just doesn't like pop up one day nice. and it's just there for no reason so again there's this a point where like it would be nice to have the backstory but really yeah <sighs> um but yeah that that's my those are my character development. Um, but I do have a relationship one that kind of leads from this one over. Yeah. So, which is um, that, yeah, like I said, like that Edward keeps mentioning that it might end badly. Mm -hmm. And Bella just keeps feeling bad for him. And it just bugs me. It's like, why are you... And it's, I feel like it's, it's a lot through this chapter as well. It's just where you keep seeing that he holds him to such like a higher level than herself. Yeah. Like even in simple things of like when they dressed, when they found out they were dressing in the, in the exact same like clothes yeah. um, or like dressed really similar. And he was like, and she, and she thought immediately like, oh, why does he look like a runway model? And why do I just look so like bland in it? Like I could never look like that. Well, I'm like, I just... Yeah, it kind of it in a way it it reminds me of a bit. I know we just we talked about this in like one of the early chapters. It's kind of like the oh, he, he, they are out of your league. Mm -hmm. I'm like no, no one is out of your league. Yeah, and yeah, but it's it's like and again, I find it so relatable as a teenager who you know tries to navigate their way in all the 
dating life in general and everything um where you often might think that you're maybe not worth it but you are and it's I don't know it's like that this chapter like feel like made me really reflect on my behavior or like thoughts about myself yeah um so yeah no I I felt because when um she was talking about that their clothes and stuff like a lot of the things when I look back now I could relate to Bella whenever Bella put us belly <laughs> belly <laughs> <laughs> Bella put herself down um it's the stuff that I used to do and especially in my previous relationship which you know started very soon around me reading Twilight I had the same oh like he's better than me and like he looks so good like he has all these like very nice clothes and like he dresses so nice and I just wear these stupid clothes and I look frumpy and stupid and when I read the books I completely understood where she was coming from and I I remember thinking about how like bad she must feel and thinking how like embarrassing it must have been which is weird because now when I read it back I just feel really sorry for her for feeling that way and I don't think at all that's embarrassing like she should not feel like in embarrassing thing by how like it wouldn't be embarrassing to turn up wearing some outfit to someone and them looking really good in it because I'm sure she looked excellent too they're her own clothes yeah. she bought them and put them on so she looked great like <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was it was interesting to read it back that just those particular moments back now as who I am now because it just makes yeah like you said it just makes me feel sad reading it because I felt that way and I don't yeah. feel like that anymore about my, I mean sometimes you have your days where you feel like happy about yourself but it's just it's just really sad and not going oh my god I know that must be so horrible <laughs> it's a different way of relating to it no I agree and it's like I said it's just such like a teenager thing like obviously not just teenagers but I feel like especially because you're just god it's just so much like every time you know when I read it and I read something where I'm like I need to remind myself that she's 17 yeah um and I'm like well I was at 17 it's just the teenager years are so overwhelming with absolutely everything like you're trying to navigate yourself in the world and you have all these like weird pressures and expectations on yourself or that others have from you and and like you have to fit in in a way but you also don't want to lose your own personality like it's it's hard yeah um so yeah yeah no it's this chapter yeah just really like reminded me of those times and yeah I fully relate to to those um issues that she's going through um Bella just needs a hug yeah I think so too um so uh moving on to Bella needing hugs uh my first relationship point was that she remembers Billy really well but she doesn't remember anything else from that time which then brings up the question of what was her relationship like with Billy and was it Billy that was the problem yeah because has she blocked everything else out except for him because he was the traumatic issue she was having or was it that he was the only good thing during the traumatic time because it could be either <laughs> right <laughs> um it's just really interesting that whenever she talks about the past she doesn't remember anything but billy is so clearly remembered to her she's like i had that that voice i knew that voice anywhere it's just like Huh, but you couldn't remember anybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I'm in my mind. I don't think Billy is the problem because it's Billy. We've we've met Billy, and just from knowing him from the rest of the book series, from what I remember, he seems like a pretty stand-up guy who just doesn't like the Collins for very fair reasons. Yeah. Um. So I think that whatever happened back during the fishing time. Billy was the guy that like was supportive and was like the good thing that happened like whether it was like there was a bear attack and he got rid of the bear or whatever <laughs> Do you know what? I just keep having in my mind right now obviously that's not because I also think Billy seems to be a nice guy from what we've learned about him <laughs> I just keep thinking what if he just told some like very gruesome vampire stories where they were just bashing fish on their head? 
head. <laughs> he was just like, he like smashes a fish on the head and Bella's already traumatized by that. And he's like, hey, this kind of reminds me of the time when my, my grandfather told me about some vampires. <laughs> and then they just ripped his throat out and just ate him. <laughs> and the guts just were everywhere. <laughs> that's why she remembers his voice so well yeah <laughs> but i just i really do wish there was more backstory just for moments like that like why could she remember billy and no one else i would why love to she... know what happened on those fishing trips maybe billy and charlie got it on and she saw it happen no that's <laughs> just not because <laughs> <laughs> um, he hasn't met carlisle yet at that point so charlie yeah. hasn't in love with Carlisle so um <laughs> moving on <laughs> um but um the next point is Bella felt really bad about uh the way she'd been with Jacob when he got there because he was so excited to see her and she was like oh maybe I shouldn't have gone so hard at the beach with this flirting thing because now he thinks of something and I'm a bit mad at her for not doing anything about it there and then because she's now set him on a she's i know it's because of plot but taking you know the book's storyline aside if these were just people she's now set him down the path of thinking that she likes him and everything else that's why everything else falls away it does like him and edward have this rivalry because she met jacob and flirted with him loads and sort of gave him a, a bit of a idea that there might be a chance with her yeah and I think if she just sort of said right now about oh it's so great that we can reconnect and be really good friends <laughs> friends <laughs> maybe it would have stopped like she never told Mike to stop remember she said oh I should let him down gently and then she just didn't and it just caused her more problems later with that with their her relationship with Mike yeah it's the same thing here just like if she just said to Jacob that she just wanted to be his friend it would have stopped a whole load of stuff happening. Yeah. And who knows? He would have, like, maybe then there would have, wouldn't have been this really, like, awkward, like, when they needed some help from the werewolf. Well, they're, they're not werewolves, but they're, they're the pack. Then it wouldn't have been awkward because they're really good friends. That There never was a love interest. And then maybe he wouldn't have been a predator. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too late now. <laughs> um, I, uh, because I just love, I love my gay watch moments so much. But bringing it back around to the fact that the reason why Billy and Charlie haven't spoken for so long is because they had an argument about Carlisle. <laughs> like, these guys have been friends for years, like the best friends. And then he's, Billy says something about Carlisle, they had a massive argument, and then Charlie didn't talk to him again. But also, can we just for a second, because you know, with with listening to Midnight Sun, I just keep thinking like, Carlisle looks twenty three. Mm-hmm. It's like I keep I keep thinking in my head like I mean I know he is not, but like, you know, because he's hundreds of years old, but because he's a vampire. <laughs> For people who've not understand that point yet, yeah. um, he looks twenty three. Mm-hmm. How old is Charlie? Is he like forty? Oh my god, does he just want to be a daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this whole time we were like, Carlisle's daddy, but it's Charlie's daddy! (laughs) I need to look up how how old Charlie's supposed to be. I need Um, to look that up now. Because that's like a thing that just came to my mind again. It's like he keeps talking about Carlisle and like loves Carlisle and be a bit weirded out if like a I don't know no, I would like kind of I mean it's yeah it's fine but like I don't know I just keep thinking because I'm literally 23 and I'm like I don't know I'm creeped out when people my own age like try to hit me <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that I think we discussed the weird like age thing back when we met Carlisle the first time because we were just like why do they pretend that, that why didn't they just say that they're like all of bunch of friends or whatever because it didn't make sense that he was their dad because they're only a few years younger than him yeah when does this book take place do you remember 2003 uh, i think was it or five? Uh, 2005 
Okay, let me quickly do maths. Um, where's my calculator? <laughs> Where is it? Okay. He's 41 when that oh, book takes place. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Charlie just wants to be Carlisle's daddy. <laughs> Thing is, as well, like, so he, Carlisle looks 23. Yeah. But he can't, like, he's a proper doctor, so he can't be 23. Because there's no way he would have finished medical school and been, like, a proper, like, actual doctor but they still know because i think i'm pretty sure it was mentioned in one of the chapters that that um carlisle is in his early 20s yeah pretty sure that was mentioned um but maybe that's why it's easy but that, i'm saying that's probably why it's easy for charlie to forget maybe oh the, yeah yeah maybe like how like far he's gone in the medical field charlie's <laughs> A child. <laughs> well, not really, but like, I uh, think it's fine when you're 23 and you want to have a relationship with a 41 year old or the other way around. Like, I don't mind it, but it's just, just like a thing that like hit me. And every time, like, I read it, I'm like, I'm, I'm 23. So I keep like thinking about in terms of, yeah, it's the same with, it's like how having 17 year old kids around and calling them my children. Like, that's also another thing that I just can't get to my head. I mean, I'm nearly 29 and I can't even think about having 17-year-old children around calling me their mother. Like, no. Right? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, if everyone's consenting adults and all want to be part of that, that's great. I still ship Charlie and Carlisle. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't <laughs> judge that age gap. <laughs> like, if you, you know, if you're in a consensual, like, if you have consent, you're in a relationship and you both of you want, like, that's fine. There are people with way bigger age gaps like who cares but it's just it was just a thing that hit me where I was like oh <laughs> Some, something to think about um another point is how Charlie's just like the best dad and I really oh, yeah. I really wish I knew more about what happened that she stopped calling him dad because you know he stopped her from going upstairs after Jacob and Billy left just because he hadn't had a chance to speak to her today and he you know was checking she'd be okay because he was a bit worried about her being on her own when he went fishing and because he's like I leave you on your own a lot and it's not very fair are you okay and she's like no I'm fine being on my own and he's like oh it's re I really love living with you like it's easy to live with you and it's really sweet and I just want to know what what happened that meant she stopped calling him Charlie uh, it meant she stopped calling him dad and called him Charlie because I've been there. I when I I had something in my life, but I called him by his name because of he was just bad. He just wasn't good at being yeah. a dad. So I was like, I'm not gonna call you that because you're not one. Um so I just has Charlie changed and uh so before he was just not really a very present father and just let her down a bit or whatever and then she's just like mm, you don't act like a dad so we're gonna call you dad or is it something else is it that because i can't imagine because him and renee seem to be like on good terms yeah but i could also understand it if it was coming from a place of renee always like saying bad stuff about charlie but i don't think they have a bad relationship either so I just, I really don't understand why this Charlie thing came from. Backstory, where is it? <laughs> and it just, it makes Bella come across because I don't know if it's meant to be one of those things that trying to relate to like kids like, oh, parents. Yeah. And that's what that was trying to do. So Yeah, but like but that's it, different. But it just makes her seem like a really ungrateful, like bratty teenager. Yeah who's got like a really great dad and she's like oh god like this has been so nice to me oh. <laughs> oh i wish you'd just be nicer to him yeah no i honestly again i think bella would have just been such a better character if there would be backstory that explains why she behaves the way she behaves mm -hmm. because then i feel like we would be less judgmental about her behavior um and it would just all make a lot more sense. And you'd be like, yeah, of course, that's that's why she acts like this. Like, it's valid. But yeah, like you said, like, now she just she, she just seems really ungrateful um, and bratty. And 
yeah and again like you said like it's it's not really the the setup is not right for it to seem like just like an eye roll parents relationship yeah. like you would have have you would have had to set that up a bit different but yeah no i love that scene too like when he stopped i was like oh i haven't had a chance to talk to you leaving i was like no um, I also, another like, ah, sweet moment is when you said that Alice was the most supportive. Yeah. And like, it's really nice because I, like, I feel like him, I don't know, it's seeing more into him and his family and obviously like showing him and Alice being quite close and showing their relationship. We don't get really, you don't really get to see a lot of the colour and relationship in the beginning of this book. Obviously yeah. it's from Bella's perspective. So you yeah. wouldn't see that. Um, so it's nice to see that and I feel like without him saying much he said about Alice being supportive but it's probably just because Alice already has seen into the future she's always going to happen anyway like she knew she was going to meet Jasper before she met Jasper I don't know if that comes up in this book or if that's just in the illustrated guide thing that it talks about her and Jasper meeting but I don't honestly remember where I have this information from but I know that it is in one of the books but Um, I don't know which one. Yeah. But, you know, she saw Jasper years before she met Jasper that they met. And she was like, cool, that's done. Knew that was going to happen. So I feel like she probably saw Bella coming anyway. And that's probably why she's being supportive. Because she's seen that it's fine. That she said a point where they were together and it was all sweet and lovely. Maybe. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe. Also, <laughs> that, right? Why... Isn't she just? I guess actually, I was gonna say because then Edward would read her mind and know that that was gonna work out. But then her visions are just like where people's paths are right now. So yeah, he, that can still change. It's not an actual permanent, definite, gonna happen fixture. That's why, even if he saw that in her mind, he wouldn't be like, okay, cool, because he still could eat her. <laughs> just worked it all out whilst I was saying it out loud. <laughs> Um, my other relationship point, which is my final relationship point, yes, is that Mike just needs to get over Bella and Edward because yes. he is supposed to be like really into Jessica now. Like he's sort of seeing her and like they've gone on da- a date, and he was like, "Yes, I'm super interested in Jessica," but just like stop worrying about Bella then and her- what she's doing. You're with someone now. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, Mike starts to annoy me. It's also because what really bugs me about Mike is that he's also one of those guys who just seem to can't accept a no. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the end, she kind of like, she's told him that she's not going to go to Seattle anymore and she's going to stay at home. And he's like, yeah, but you can still come to the dance. And like, first, first he's asked, oh, you're going to go with, with Cullen? And it's like, it's Edward. Um, and then he's like, well, yeah, but you can come on your own. You can come with us. And like, she's told you like a bazillion times already that she does not want to go to the dance. Yeah. Asking her, just accept it. It's annoying. <laughs> So I feel like that's, uh, I hate when people just can't accept a no and you have to like explain them in 500 different ways why you won't be there. Just like, just accept it. If I don't want to, I don't want to. Go over it. No, Mike, Mike starts to annoy me now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have, I think we've covered most of the relationship things that I've written down. Um, the only other kind of two things that I have is that it's it does show that there is more to the backstory of the werewolf vampire thing by Billy really disliking that Edward was there like he didn't say anything but it was very obvious from like his yeah yeah, uh, that he's very disapproving of this which I mean is fair enough yeah (laughs) um and then I am Jacob is really chill about it, which I also was thought was a bit fun to read. He's like, oh, I just like, I just like Edward's car. Like, he's just all about the car and the rest, like, he doesn't really care about me. It's just like, oh, his dad's a bit whack. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was really, like, fun to read, knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. going to have <laughs> a different opinion. I'm still, yeah, I'm still having to say that because I had such a massive dislike 
for Jacob. Like, God, I hated that guy. And so far, I, I just say I really like him. I mean, we've not read that much, or like we haven't seen that much of him yet. But no. I mean, literally from I mean, what I said the same thing when we when we had Emily on. It's like from from that point, what we've seen of Edward, just in in the Twilight. You know, leaving out what I know now with Midnight Sun. Yeah. Um, just seeing the interactions with Edward and comparing the interactions he's had with Jacob. Like, I prefer Jacob so much more. Yeah. Um, he just seems really lovely. That's the thing, like, Edward is always... Like, he's always stalking her. Being a bit weird and putting her down and just kind of being like, oh, you're stupid. And just being annoying. And um, then... And is like, very, like, cold towards her... <laughs> cold uh-huh. um, pun because <laughs> he's a vampire uh-huh. uh, and then she's interacted with jacob what twice yeah and he's just this like young like fun ball of energy that is just like just really sweet and gen- and he seems really genuine and just he's just a bit young yeah he is he's just turned 15 yeah but he's just he's just sweet he's just a sweet guy and i think that uh, a lot of feelings about Jacob comes from the end of it when you remember that he fell in love with a baby um, imprinted fell in love whatever <laughs> so it, it just taints everything at the beginning you sort of forget but I also think the books are designed at the beginning so that you're like oh Edward's a love interest yeah Edward he's so cool and hot you should definitely like him um and Jake's supposed to be the friend like she flirts with him to get information but he's like supposed to be the friend so I think it's set out like that I think that's why a lot of people didn't necessarily be like yeah Jacob apart from people that became team Jacob in the second book but I don't remember the second book really so I couldn't honestly say at what point like it divides and you say okay yeah so Jacob is a love interest now yeah um, and then my other, my last thing that I have, which we've covered a bit in character development, is um, that Edward and Bella just kind of, they, they, it's nice that they kind of like loosen up towards each other a bit and they start like mocking each other, but not in like a mean way. It's more like teasing, but in like a fun kind of like chill way and Edward yeah. stopped insulting her like every five minutes. <laughs> so it's that, that was really fun and nice to read where it's just kind of like banter. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it's a lot more relaxed and she's, although she's still got the points of putting herself down, yeah. her constant focus wasn't to make sure that she didn't come across a certain way to him. Yeah, and yeah. he stopped insulting her for now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that, that was my last uh, relationship thing and the rest I have is, I don't really have any critiques, um, but I have two things that I want to talk about. That's it. I have... Though you might... No. That's that's a critique point. I don't know why I did mark that as critique, but that's a critique point. Okay, I've got one critique point and one thing that I want okay. to talk about. Well, I have an editorial, a bunch of... A couple of critiques, and then just, okay. like, two random points. Yes. Um. So I'll start with uh, my editorial, which was the quote, so you never met anyone you wanted. And I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I think that could have been just phrased a bit better. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like the use of the word wanted about someone because it makes someone a possession. Yeah. Um, I think that it's... Uh, I think if you just if you just thought about it for a minute, she probably would have phrased that differently herself. But it was just written very... And also I don't think people... Again, it's like times have changed and people are a bit more like socially aware of things and the way things sound yeah um but yeah i wouldn't use i want that person because it's not that's how it works like i think if you just said have you never liked someone before or you never wanted to date someone before would have been a much better much better phrasing it then also makes him sound a bit um possessive in yeah, a way that's the word i was looking for because yeah his thing is want so yeah. he wanted bella not he wanted to, like, if he said, like, oh, wanted to get to know someone even, it's just, want them. <laughs> they want are to be now. with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it just, I, I understand what that sentence meant, but the way it's written can imply a different, like, 
just apply something a bit different yeah I could have so been I would just, better yeah I'd have just changed out the word wanted or just extended it to yeah I wanted to be with someone yeah that was my only editorial and then I've got a bunch of critiques <laughs> uh pretty sure we have one in common <laughs> in common we must oh we won't and that's always exciting my first one is uh your truck will be here and the key will be in the ignition like what is going on with this like constant just like breaking into places yes <laughs> like before he said they were gonna take her car back home there's just like i so where do they draw the line with it like, they won't eat a person but they will break into someone's house <laughs> weird line to draw <laughs> Uh, see this is where all my quotes are uh, yeah. I refuse to be convinced to fear him no matter how real the danger might be not might be Bella he could literally eat you he's a vampire you're his favourite food <laughs> like it shouldn't be might be there's no might be about it why is she not even acknowledging the fact that this is actual danger if we should have said, I refuse to be convinced for him, and no matter how really the danger is, or was, or that, but even though it's super dangerous, just not might be. <laughs> what is she taught? Might be. <laughs> um, I also, why do they still have this video left? They've got 15 minutes left of the film they've been watching for two lessons. Uh, that would have been one of the things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I was like, what? How long is that film? And I just want to know what it is about. <laughs> but Bella never pays attention in class. So, I mean, it depends how long lesson, their lessons are. So at my school, lessons were 100 minutes. But averagely, I think a lot of places do 60-minute lessons. Yeah. If we just go with the fact that it's a 60-minute lesson... That's still that's a really long That's a two-hour, 15-minute movie about what? Like, this is before people made really long films. This wasn't like they're sitting down to watch The Avengers. Like, no one made films that long back then. Even Twilight wasn't that long, was it? I don't know. But in 2005, movies just weren't at a point where they were over two hours. <laughs> what? What? What's that film? Yeah, I, I don't know, I'm gonna have a look if I if if Edward tells in Midnight Sun what film it is because I just really want to know. Um, why is he always brushing her face? Yeah, stop touching her face. It's weird. <laughs> and I said, I said last uh, recording after the weird way he like touched the back of with his back yeah. of his hand down her face, <laughs> and I I asked Ben to do it to my face and it felt weird and awkward and I hated every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that man but I was repulsed by him <laughs> so I don't know why he keeps touching her face or why he did the way he did last time yeah, um, <laughs> also what I keep thinking I mean not I don't really wear that much of makeup but and pro Bella probably doesn't either but I just keep thinking if you'd wear makeup it would be so annoying like stop smudging my highlighter <laughs> and my blush and my foundation <laughs> uh, maybe that's it She's her makeup's not blended in properly, and he's just trying to. And he just tries to like, help her out. <laughs> his vision is so like precise and amazing that he can see where it's not blended, and it's just like, oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> cute, cute face rubbing, but I'm actually just blending your your contour for you. <laughs> nice. Um, why doesn't she get the fact that it's really dangerous to be alone with him, and that he's not his worry about her was not that. Um, let me just read my note, hang on. The thing that she's worried that for him... That, that his worry about her not coming back is a very valid worry. Like, that yeah. it's, it's very, a very valid thought. It's yeah. not like he's just worrying about something and you can say, don't worry about that, that's silly. Like, you know, Bella thinking that she couldn't date Edward because he's an, he's an Edward Cullen and she's just a Bella Swan. Like, that's silly. That's yeah. not valid. Don't think that this he might actually eat her in the woods he might just get a bit peckish want some trail mix remember he's a vampire can't eat trail mix so he eats bella <laughs> <laughs> also just the whole thing of them going into the woods i would have also been like sorry no mate like i'm not gonna go in the middle of the woods with you like who who goes on their first date with a guy they barely know drives just to the middle of nowhere 
and then goes for a walk into the woods. That sounds just like you're gonna get killed. Right. Like also. who would not if a guy would that I like barely know would be like, hey, let's go on a date, let's go into the middle of the woods. Do you know what I would not do? Do go on that date. Yeah. Like also <laughs> when so Charlie asked what she was doing since she wasn't going to see Apple anymore. Why didn't she just say, I was thinking, because it's going to be a nice day, I'm going to go for a hike, and just say, like, I'm going to be hiking through the woods. Or, like, because she knew she was going to go see him in the sunlight, because she'd, like, they'd specifically spoken about this. She'd asked to see what Edward looked like in the sun, and that's what they were going to do on their date. So she knew she was going to have to go somewhere in the sun. So even if she just said, I'm going to go for a little drive and a walk, or I'm going to go for a little drive and have a picnic, just so that she didn't say she was going to be at the library and at home doing her laundry. Just put yourself out in the world. Like, tell him, I'm going out into the world. So if anything did happen, he wouldn't be like, oh, she only went to the library. And then they wouldn't even be looking in the right place. I know she didn't know where she was going, but she did know she was going to see Edward in the sun. So she knew she was going to be outside. Why she lying yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I was wondering, are we, were we just not as aware of this kind of stranger danger situation in 2005? I'm pretty sure we were. I don't think any of us cared. We were like, yeah, vampires, love story, let's do it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, in general, like, would, would have people gone out on a date into the middle of the woods in 2005 with a stranger? Probably not. Would they? I don't know. Well, we were just all a bit more crazy. I think it's just not been thought through because it's progressing this like making the story like further along no. i do think it's such a ya thing though i've um i remember when i watched that weird after film that was based on a harry styles fan fiction they also went he was like oh can i show you something like oh it's just somewhere and then they also drive to the woods and then go for a walk in the middle of the woods and like you barely know that guy he's been nothing but rude to you don't go into the middle of the woods with him he might kill you that's that's a general that's a real thing that might happen <laughs> why is it with people just trusting everyone so easily it's so unrealistic <laughs> honestly that's that's the that's the real unrealistic thing it's not the vampire thing it's the trusting a guy to go <laughs> in the middle of the <laughs> um, stop it <laughs> uh my next critique is why do they have the same classes every day for the last three days because i get that sometimes so Sometimes you have lessons that fall in the same place. I think one of my, so when I was at school, one of my science classes, I had that on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. That in the in the afternoon. But I never had the same subjects at the same time every day. Which well, so she has a lot of PE. Like, she has a lot of PE. She had, she had PE at least three days in a row at the end of the day. It doesn't make sense to me. And then... I was reading the chapter and then I thought maybe schools do work like that and I remembered school wrong so I called my mum who works at a school and said is this how it works she said, sometimes you'll get like Monday and a Tuesday she'll have the same yeah. class at the same time um in the afternoon lesson but they wouldn't be having also the same classes everywhere else yeah they'd have, they'd have different subjects in the day it's just her subject fell two days in a row I was like, see, I knew it. So I don't understand. It's just, it's lazy writing. Because then she can just write, oh, I did this, did that. And then she can write about the fact that she had a hard time in gym class. I feel like so far they've had, she's had biology multiple times, PE multiple times. English. She she also had Spanish, I'm pretty sure. Um, Same classes every day. And trig. Yeah. But for three days in a row now, she's had the exact same format. Of yeah. Like, and that's just not how your school, that's not school. It doesn't work like that. Um, although I praised uh, Bella earlier towards her attitude with her. Uh, try that again. Although I praised Bella earlier for how she was with Jessica, I have a critique about her and Jessica. Yeah. Um, that she was annoyed that Jessica was so upset that she wasn't going to be spending time with Edward. And I was just like, just think for a second. Like, this is her being with Edward is the first time that her and Jessica have had something to like bond over. Mm-hmm. Because Jessica really does like talking about boys and having a bit of a gossip about it. And she was so excited to find out what was going on in Bella's love life. Yeah. So she's now that Edward's cancelled on that. She now doesn't have anything because that's the only thing Bella wants to talk about. 
So for Jessica, it was the only way to bond with Bella was to talk about Edward. Because Bella doesn't talk about anything else with her. Like at any point. She didn't yeah. talk about the Cullens. So Jessica had an in and now she's worried that she doesn't. Also, it's very clear that the guy that she's seeing has feelings for Bella. And yeah. if Bella's on the market, Jessica, Jessica's going to be worried that maybe things will go wrong with the guy that she likes. Yeah, of course. And it's completely understandable because she's 17 years old, of course. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, he's going to leave me for her. Um, and it just annoys me that Bella's like, oh God, Jessica, why are you so annoyed for me? Because there's two very valid reasons. And if, if she didn't always t- only talk to Jessica about the Collins, I don't think that it would have been such a big deal for Jessica but it's the only thing she can talk to Bella about which is kind of sad <laughs> god Bella talk about something else once. um no <laughs> she and uh, let's see another quote again I love quoting this book um besides since I've come to Forks it really seemed like my life was about him yeah it has been just the yeah, whole time exactly. we've said this basically every single chapter why is her entire life edward yeah and she's finally recognized it in chapter 12 but it's not like she was like i need to change that she was like eh (laughs) my life just seems to be about him cool Uh. yeah (laughs) um and that was all of my critiques (gasps) my two random points you've not had my critique in it well there we go how what i'm so surprised i'm like shooketh here My critique is, are you so depressed by Forks that it made you suicidal? I just glazed over that clearly. <laughs> that, I was, I literally, I had like, I gasped <laughs> when I read it in the book. I was like, the whole chapter, I was like, I was reading it like, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> That's not a quote I'd like to read ever again in any book. <laughs> It's just back to the whole thing of just throwing these words around. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I must have. Do you know what, right? Whilst I was reading the chapter, Ben was making blueberry muffins. And I think that's when I was eating the blueberry muffin. And I just kept reading the chapter. And I think, I mean, yeah, it's true, sir. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that quote when I read it, I was like, no, no no <laughs> also it's just i know that edward meant it means it in the way of like because he's implied multiple times that he might might munch on bella <laughs> and she's yeah a, bit peckish. yeah a bit peckish um and she's just been ignoring it but she has other other motivations she's just not like well i'm gonna hang out with this guy because hopefully he's gonna eat me so i can finally end my life i like no <laughs> That would be the reason she's hanging out with him. Oh my god. She's <laughs> like, I just hope he's gonna lose control. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I don't know, just like um probing him the whole time. Just been like, eh? Sm- smell me? S- smell oh, me? Paper cut. I just cut myself. No, oh god, no, that's awful. Um <laughs> but yeah. That, Edward, that's not the reason she's hanging out with you. <laughs> I just thought that th- it was just dumb. I read it and was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this book. Can we please stop with the whole suicide and mental health and mental illness talk where it's just really not appropriate? <laughs> that's just my wish going forward. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think so either, but, you know, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, shook that you've not, that you've I... not read that quote. Well, like, got distracted by a blueberry muffin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know that because I've, I accidentally got some blueberry on the book. I <laughs> oh, no. Um, Pretense blood. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've just got two random points there. Okay. Um, my first is actually I'm going to read my second one first. Oh. 
because uh, I'm gonna I don't, I'm gonna keep on with the quotes. Uh, okay. This truck is old enough to be your car's grandfather. Bella Edwards old enough to be your grandfather. <laughs> he could be like more than your grandfather. He could be her like great grandfather, great grandfather, or something. <laughs> like it just it just amused me. I don't know if that line was put in there on purpose or if it was just accidentally doubly hilarious but it really amused me and uh my final point for this whole thing is just what the hell is edward wearing (laughs) so so this i've written it down as like this it jumps around a little bit because as i was reading it my opinion started changing so at first i was just like he's got on this like tan like tight jumper over his collared shirt and i was like is he trying to be like really preppy looking or is he just like oh I'm just a bit queer and then he took his jumper off and then I was like how is this boy not a twink a sleeveless shirt that's completely undone like what? I don't think she means it like I also read it as like completely undone I was like huh but I think she means that he has it like open to like here no it says unbuttoned it's just unbuttoned and you wouldn't call you would say I, I think that's what she she need I think she means instead of him being like buttoned till the top, which some guys might do, I think that she means that it's like till here, that it's like open till but here. Then, but I also think it sounded like he was just Because but normally uh if you're writing if when I've read like people have shirts, they'll say the top buttons like the first two buttons undone or like there's a mention of how many buttons normally. I mean, or we've established that up. some of her descriptions are not, they're not that great. No. <laughs> just walking around with his shirt, just like undone. I, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, no, I do think it's, I, I honestly think she means like he has the first two or three buttons undone. I think that's what she means. But it does sound like he has just his whole, like, just take it off then, Edward. <laughs> just take your whole shirt off then. I'm just trying to, um, when did he take it off? Right. When they're the woods, when they got to the woods and before they start their hike. Yeah, his white shirt was sleeveless and he wore it unbuttoned so that the smooth white skin of his throat flowed uninterrupted over the marble contours of his chest. Uh, his. I just. Wow. This odd like creature. I just honestly, I just. I've just imagined he's got on his jumper. I just imagine like taking it off. And this. And for some reason, the shirt's, like, really, like, sheer. So you can just, like, see his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> there's, just, there's just Edward just, like, chilling in this, like, sleeveless. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, chilling in this sleeveless shirt, standing, like, um, like the, uh, in, is it Rio de Janeiro? They have Christ the Redeemer statue or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just standing like that. Yeah, it just sounds like he's... Stuck on any buttons up. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, so that is a massive just he's just oh how is that Bella? <laughs> How's Edward just not a twink? <laughs> There's thing is I feel like if she wasn't uh she wasn't a Mormon because I know like I feel like it's a lot of her religion playing into it. Yeah. Or wasn't as nervous about writing it, a lot more of these characters would be LGBTQ plus. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that Alice is straight and Edward's straight and Bella's straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do think so too. I think it's, yeah, again, it's very interesting, you know, knowing it with the Mormon background that you can read all these influences now. Yeah. But yeah, that's all my points to the book. Yeah. No, I mean, we've, we've, we've addressed mine. <laughs> Um, I still, I don't know, I still enjoy that chapter apart from that one night where I was like, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the next one. Because I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be the sparkly one. And I don't know if it's in the next one or the the one after where it's like, as if you could outrun me. (sighs) Does any of that even happen in the book? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I remember. I I swear it does. Well, we'll see when we get there. No, I, don't I remember just, it. I remember there was the whole thing where they kind of like she like admires him and like touches him and he loves her touching him like his arms and his hands and then like she gets too close and he like jumps back and 
He's like, oh, too close. And he was like, oh, I'm mad now. And I just have to throw some things around. And he does the whole, and says, I need any of this. Everything about me is inviting. <laughs> As if you could outrun me. So maybe he should sit down and explain like how his extra powers work that aren't his mind reading, because he clearly has a lot of extra powers being a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to be addressed, but we'll see. We, we remain optimistic. <laughs> so that rounds up about everything for this week's episode. I'd just like to give everyone a really friendly reminder that if you are enjoying the podcast, if you could just give us a rating and review, um, preferably five stars on iTunes, it would really help us. Um, so yeah, do that please. <laughs> uh, a special thank you to Basil for our cover artwork. You can find him on Instagram at FopDoodles. You can find us on Instagram at BreakingDown underscore podcast or email us at BreakingDown.podcast at gmail.com. And a little reminder again that we have set up a little Patreon page. And we will have content on there soonish. <laughs> um, our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and our outro music is by Silent Side. And remember guys, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Um, motorbike.